Good morning, college football world, or good afternoon, or good evening, college football world. I'm your host, Brayden Hall, and this is Midwest Take. This is our second season being around. This is our first episode of this 2020, and if you're new here and you have not uh, tuned into a Midwest Take podcast, number one, welcome. Um, You are now witnessing the greatest college football podcast of all time. Uh, Number two, uh, just a quick run. Um, interviews, uh, scores and predictions, uh, for weeks to come. Um, this podcast, little, uh, read over here. We're going to talk about big 10 being back. Um, we're going to talk about sec and prediction on winter, uh, ACC prediction and winter and review of last week. Um, talk about the big 12 a little bit. Uh, and then we'll talk about, uh, our butt teams of the week and predictions for next week. And uh, we will wrap it up after that. Um, So here we go. Let's just get right into it. So Big Ten coming back. uh, They announced that October 17th was going to be their uh, official start time. Um, But uh, not official. Not official. I take that. Scratch it. Scratch, 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 scratch. Redo, redo. Uh, It's going to be their estimated. That's their estimated time, which is looking around like week five or six technically for your uh, other college football teams if you're basing it off of other squads um that's looking actually at week six um so for other teams playing it's their week six will be the big tens week one so there's there's that there's that portion uh questions kind of rolling around at least my head when i'm recording this we're not answered I don't know if they're going to be answered tomorrow or the next day when you hear that. Like, no idea. But here are the questions coming up. Um, number one, you opt out and you get an agent. Are you able to opt back in? Because they said at first, if you opt out, you can still keep your eligibility. But if you opt out and get an agent, you're done. Your draft, like, go home. Like, you're going to the NFL. Bye. Go to the draft. Um, but if not. You know, like let's say that this year it gets switched because of what because it's COVID, a lot of reasons. Um, so wondering what's going to happen there because a lot of teams are losing a lot of players due to COVID. So if they don't, I just a lot of question up there for at least that part. Um, second question, you know, Big Ten's starting a lot of other schools week six, week seven. Uh, you know, how ready will they be? How good will they be? Can they compete? Can Can Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota compete against, you know, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Georgia, LSU, Florida? Can they compete against these schools? Um, and also like Clemson and uh, Oklahoma and Texas and Oklahoma State, can they do that? Um, you know, how good will they be? Can they make the college football playoffs is the next question. Can they do what um, – can they do, you know, in six weeks? Or in when people start at week six and they're already playing, can they be ready for bowl games and playoffs and national championship? Can that happen? Maybe. I hope so. But if not, I'm just happy Big Ten football's back. And you can't blame me there. College football being back just doesn't seem the same without a Big Ten, without Michigan, without Ohio State, without Penn State, without Wisconsin, without Minnesota, without all those teams. 
just, it doesn't feel right. But now that it's back, it makes me feel a lot better. Next thing we know, we might need us a little Pac-12 action. I don't know. Let's hope they bring him around. But, you know, that uh, that kind of wraps up the Big Ten. You know, they just brought him back. Let's hope that everyone's healthy. Let's hope everything goes right. So I can see them in the national championship, in the national playoffs, in bowl games, and all this good stuff. All that good stuff. SEC talk. Real quick. Um, you know, doing my research here. Uh, trying to get a prediction. Uh, for at least my prediction for the SEC champion. Uh, looking around, I looked at a lot of teams. I looked at, I looked at them all, you know. And in my opinion, I think it comes down to three teams. Um, I think it comes down to or four teams. It comes down to four. Uh, it comes down to Florida. It comes down to Georgia. And it comes down to Auburn and Alabama. Those are your four teams. Um, and obviously, all four of them are going to get knocked out by each other. One might come out just spotless and come out undefeated. They might all have one loss. Not sure just yet. Uh, but, you know, you look at Bama, they just, re- they just reload. They just reload. They just reload. They just reload. They bring back Devontae Smith and Waddle. They have Mac Jones step in. Defense brings back uh, Dylan, or, yeah, Dylan Moses, I think. Yeah, Dylan Moses brings him back. Najee Harris is still that running back. That offensive line is still big and beefy. I I like Bama. I like Bama a lot, and that's where I put them. Um, I think Auburn was my second, and Florida was my third, and Georgia was my fourth. And I think LSU ended up finding them themselves around fifth. I just think they're too young. I think they're inexperienced on that. I mean, you still have some. You have some national championship players still on there, just not. I feel like not enough to run with Bama. Uh, I think Bo Nix is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I also think Kyle Trask is turning into one of the better ones. Um, I just think that Auburn has a little bit more on Florida. Um, looking at Florida's just a little depth chart here defensively. They're kind of young. They got a young secondary. They got a young – they just got a young defense. They have two seniors, three seniors, four seniors. They have four seniors. They have four – they have two senior safeties and two senior line, uh, defensive linemen. That's it. The rest are sophomores and one freshman at a corner position. So they're young. That's what I want to say. They're young. So hopefully they hopefully they end up picking up speed by the end of the year, but I just think it'll be too late. I think Bama and Auburn solidify themselves up top. Um, and Georgia being fourth, I think Florida might be better than Georgia this year, personally. Uh, JT Daniels is the transfer from USC, USC uh, down into Georgia now. He's got a good offense to throw around. He's got a a really good line. Defensively, uh, I just didn't think they were all there. Um, I'm going to see if I can re-pull him up. But as I talk about it, me personally, I think Bama might, is going to be your uh, your SEC uh, champion here. Um, I, I just... Georgia... Oh, this was my problem with Georgia. They got a really young... They got some young... They got a young blood on uh, some offensive line. I mean, they've got seen 
so their line is junior, senior, redshirt senior, junior, senior, freshman um, is their offensive line. After that, you know, they got some fresh, they got backups and they're all freshmen and a sophomore. Um, they've got a brand new quarterback in JT Daniels. Uh, they got, a, they got Zamir White, the redshirt sophomore. Uh, I just feel like that offense is just too new. Good offensive line. Brand new quarterback, not a lot of time to fit him into the system. Not not much spring. I mean, no spring game. So, I I just see Georgia picking it up a little too late. I see Georgia picking up a little bit too late. I think Florida defensively picks it up a little bit too late, and that's what puts Auburn and Bama so far ahead. And I think Bama's just leaps and bounds more uh, prepared for this. Um, for the SEC than the rest of these teams are. I got Bama winning the SEC um, this whole year. Um, I think Mac Jones actually has a great year as well. Um, you know, a lot of people doubted Mac Jones this year. Uh, they wanted uh, Bryce Young, the f- true freshman. A lot of people wanted that true freshman in there. And I don't think that was going to be the right move. And I think Nick Saban, you know, Nick Saban's a good coach. I think Mac Jones is going to succeed well. I think he's going to succeed this year. I think Najee Harris is going to have himself a year. I think Devontae Smith is going to have him. Like, I think this squad might it, – it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, defensively, it looks just as good. It looks just as good. They've got some role players stepping back in. they got some starters stepping back in. Uh, you know, they got the ball rolling. I think, I think SEC looks good this year. I it's gonna be I think Bama's gonna make themselves known again. I think Bama's gonna let people know that they're still here. You know, uh, that's me personally. So when we get into the predictions this for this uh, for this year, you know Bama's gonna be in my football playoffs. Uh, also, I'm a, we're gonna move into the ACC now. SEC done. Uh, I think I yeah, honestly I honestly think SEC is gonna roll. I think SEC is going to roll good or roll big. It's going to be roll tide. Roll tide. I think Bama's rolling this year. Um, Mac Jones coming in. Waddle, the speedster. Devontae Smith, one of the top wide receivers, if not the top wide receiver in the league this year. Um, and then they also got a young guy in John Mitchie. The third is going to be the new guy stepping into, the, into uh, this. And obviously, you look at Bama and you go, I don't see Tua Tagovailoa, and I don't see Jerry Judy. Those are the big names that just pop out, and you go, uh, this Bama team's no longer what they are. But honestly, they might be just as good. They might be just as good. Mac Jones and Tua, definitely two different quarterbacks. Tua's definitely a little bit better, maybe a lot a bit better. Um, but I still think Mac Jones has himself a year. I think he has himself a really good year. Um, that being said, ACC time. Um, speaking of ACC, Notre Dame joins the SEC. If you didn't know, uh, they're officially part of the SEC now. Um, I think that, uh, Notre Dame watching them week one against Duke. Uh, what's his name? Ian book Ian book struggled, struggled big. Um, honestly, not, not impressed uh, I think, let me pull up his stat sheet, um, for that game. Notre Dame did not look good against Duke. Uh, Duke hung in there for like pretty much the whole game 
and then he and and then Duke ended up, you know, Duke's not a good football. They're not the best football team in the ACC. Like, don't get me wrong, they're not the best. They ended up losing it, uh, like fourth quarter. Notre Dame ended up putting it on, but in book, senior, a senior, very uh, very experienced quarterback goes nineteen of thirty one. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. I, uh, uh-uh, not I. I very very disappointed. Ian Book came in this year very highly praised. Uh, a lot of people have Notre Dame in their football playoffs. Uh, they're in a new conference, which is crazy this year. I just don't see Notre Dame beating North Carolina and Clemson. They got to play both of them this year. And I don't see them beating any other uh, any of them. Defensively, they struggled. Um, now, Tyron Williams was the reason why they won that game. It was not Ian Book. It was Tyron Williams, the running back. He had 19 carries for 112 yards and two touchdowns. You know, that's the reason why they won. There was, there was no Ian Book this week. And they got to go. And then defensively, you know, they struggled. Um, Bryce, the uh, the transfer from Clemson, he went 20 of 37 for 259 yards. You know, he picked apart that, that defense. Uh, and I'm kind of comparing him to Sam Howell. Sam Howell had himself not a great week, honestly. But, you know, threw for 295 yards, just shy of 300. He had a touchdown, but he did he did throw the ball away a little bit. He had two interceptions. He's a sophomore. You know, I um not happy with it with his two interceptions. Not I'm not gonna say that that's okay. But he, you know, two ninety five, one touchdown, two interceptions against a Syracuse team, not the best week. Uh he definitely could have and should have done better. Um, you know, the running game was kind of there. Uh, Carter had seven carries for 78 yards. That was the, uh, leading rusher as the leading rusher of the day. Uh, Williams though, pretty sure stole the show. I think he had three touchdowns. Uh, let me see. Oh yeah. Michael Carter or, uh, Javante Williams, 14 carries, 57 yards and three touchdowns. So, uh, you see some split carries here. Obviously, if you watch the game, they had some split carries. They had some carries here, carries there. But uh, Sam Howell, you know, 25 to 34, 295, one touchdown, two interceptions. The two interceptions, just it can't happen, especially not a Syracuse team, uh, especially when you got to go play Clemson and Notre Dame later in the year. But North Carolina, definitely, in my opinion, a favorite maybe not to other people but I think North Carolina is going to take on Notre Dame I think they might beat them and don't be shocked if they do but none of them rack up to your Clemson Tigers and that Trevor Lawrence squad um Trevor Lawrence I think he played great Uh, a couple other people uh that I was talking to did not think so they thought Clemson was garbage but I just don't know how you say that. Um, Trevor Lawrence was 22 of 28, 351 yards, and a touchdown. They just said, oh, they played Wake Forest. They're not that good. I'm like, okay, but that was week one. Like, Trevor Lawrence sh- like showed that he did not miss a step. Um, He didn't miss a single step. 
box store score wise. Um, Travis Etienne did not miss a step either. 17 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, he uh, he rushed in two one-yard touchdowns. Uh, he had negative 24 yards, counting the sacks and junk and all that good stuff. So rushing, I think he I think he rushed pretty well uh, when he was on the goal line. They used him goal line wise. Obviously, the one yard touchdown rushes uh, both read both reads inside zone reads uh, read options. Uh, Trevor just took him on the outside. There's no one there, no one contained, no one even thought of him as an option, and he just he walked in the end zone. I mean, he could he could have made himself a freaking BLT, ate it before someone even touched it. So. Clemson definitely, definitely showed out week one in their their thirty seven to thirteen win over Wake Forest. Um, and obviously, prediction for the ACC, which might come as a shocker, will be Clemson and uh, Trevor Lawrence's Clemson Tigers. Uh, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, two of the best in uh, college football realm. Um, I mean. So when we uh when we talk about prediction in college football playoffs, you know my two right now was is gonna be Bama and it's gonna be Cle- uh Bama and Clemson. I think Clemson won, Bama two. Uh, I don't see Clemson losing any games in the ACC. Uh, Bama might drop one. Uh, if any, I think Bama's gonna drop one to Auburn. Um, but I still think Bama gets in. Um, the other team that we're gonna start talking about. Um, is going to be possibly um, the Big 12 champ, um, possibly not. Uh, I'm not really sure. The Big 12 is a big question mark in my head right now. Uh, big 12, Oklahoma. Everyone will start with Oklahoma and Spencer uh, Rattler, I'm pretty sure. Uh, just want to make – yeah, Spencer Rattler, uh, 290, true freshman, true freshman, 14 to 17, 294 touchdowns. Uh, ran very well. Showed a lot of athleticism during that game. Uh, defensively, they shut out Missouri State. Yes, it's a Missouri State team. Yes, Oklahoma's number. F- uh, Oklahoma played great. Uh, you saw something. You know they got some missing pieces. You know you're without Jalen Hurts. You know you're without uh, C.D. Lamb. You're without these. You're without these people. Um, what are you? How are you filling these people in? Well, you throw in Spencer Rattler, you know, you throw in Rambo, you play great. Uh, Rambo, so he had uh, four receptions, 80 yards, and their two touchdowns. Uh, Two of Rattler's four throwing touchdowns. I mean, they were fast. It's Oklahoma football. They played fast. They spread the ball. Um, You know, they, it's Oklahoma football. What do you expect? Uh, No, Oklahoma was really really impressive they they played really fast another team that impressed was sam ellinger's texas squad sam ellinger himself put up 426 passing yards yeah yeah 426 and they're 59 to 3 win they're out for a statement uh ellinger went 25 of 33 426 yards and five touchdowns um Ellinger, clean, clean day. He had a clean day. 
uh, no interceptions. Uh, Rushing-wise, their leading rusher was uh, Ingram. Uh, Keontae Ingram, he uh, rushed for 44. uh, No touchdowns. Um, Looks like... uh, Looks like they might be either splitting carries. I don't know. I didn't watch the Texas game, so I don't even know. But I don't know if these were the back. I do know the backups came in. I know that for a fact. I mean, it's tough not to for a fifty-nine to three win. Um, but it looks like uh, Rashawn Johnson eight carries, thirty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Bijan Robinson five rushes, fifty-eight yards, zero touchdowns. A uh, bunch of guys got carries. Got a bunch of guys got touches. So. I mean, Texas, another impressive performance from them in the Big 12. You also think about the Big 12. You think about one of your squads ended up getting um, the big old upset. Um, You know, Iowa State, you see Brock Purdy uh, was supposed to be a top-level squad. And that just never happened. You know, that just never happened. But another squad, obviously... uh, so Louisiana, talk about a little bit on that little uh, that upset against Iowa State. You know Louisiana uh, defensively, they they played great. Uh, they shut down Purdy. They shut down that big offensive line for Iowa State. Um, you know Iowa State was shocked. I think they were shocked. I think they came in just thinking it was going to be cupcake rollover team, and Louisiana stuck in there. And then they stuck in there the entire game. In the fourth quarter, they took off. Brock Purdy throws a, a crucial interception that you just can't throw. Um, and Iowa State all day had trouble moving that ball. All day. If you watch the game, they just they had no answers. They had no answers for that Louisiana team. Uh, offensively, Louisiana, the lefty, the lefty ended up throwing well. Um, he ended up leading he ended up leading Louisiana to that win more than the rushing game, which a lot of people thought. If they're if Louisiana is going to win, they're going to have to run the ball. And actually, it was the lefty. Lefty threw it well. Uh, he slung that thing around a lot, and he played well. Um, I was impressed with Louisiana that game. Actually, just pulling off the upset. Um, but and then the other one, Kansas State, Arkansas State already played a game. Kansas State hasn't. You know, Kansas State's trying trying to figure out what in the world's going on. A lot. A lot. That was a close game as well, so it could have been worse. If it, you know, just w- I don't think Kansas State's that. Like, all that and a bag of chips, so, eh, eh, whatever. But Kansas, Arkansas State plays well. They played well. They, I mean, they deserve the win. Hats off to them. Um, but moving on from that. I think your third team between Oklahoma and Texas that are is definitely going to stir up some trouble in this Big 12 uh, league is your Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, you know, they kick off actually tomorrow on the 19th. Um, and kickoff on the 19th is their first game. So it will be interesting to see what they end up throwing out there. Um, Oklahoma State, another team that might end up being uh one of the top dogs in the Big Twelve. Um personally, I if I'm talking about predictions here, I wanna I wanna personally say it's Texas. And a lot of people who have been on the show and have heard it, I called Texas last year as Big Twelve champ and I called Texas as like 
one of the top dogs. I thought Hookem was back. I thought Hookem was back, and they hurt my feelings last year, obviously. They hurt my feelings. So this year, I'm going with Oklahoma again. I really don't want to. I want to go with Hookem. I want to say they're back, but I just can't say that with confidence. But if you want my freezing cold take, I think Texas takes the Big 12, and I think they make the playoffs. And, yeah, that's my freezing cold take of the year. I think it's going to be Texas upsetting the entire Big 12, and they're going to take it back. And Hookham's going to be back. That's my prediction. Freezing cold, I'll take it. But if we're going to talk about normal, like, let's be normal. Let's, like, say, like, life works out the way life is supposed to work out. Oklahoma ends up running it. Spencer Rattler ends up playing well. And you will see an Oklahoma Big 12 champ again. Um, and probably against Oklahoma State and not Texas. I think Oklahoma State and Chubba Hubbard is going to be really, really good this year. And I think you should watch out, especially in Stillwater. I think Stillwater, I think that team in Stillwater is going to be great. Uh, so be ready. Oklahoma State on the rise with Hubbard. You know, he's going to be great. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's the best running back in the league, maybe with Travis Etienne. Uh, maybe another one, but with Najee Harris and crew like that. But I think they're the top. I think he's one of the top guys, and he might be the top guy. So interesting to see how Oklahoma State comes out. We'll be I'll be watching that game uh, against Tulsa. They they kick off against Tulsa, uh, so we'll be watching that um, around here. But Oklahoma State, that team to watch out in the Big Twelve. Um, the team to watch – I didn't get to do all this for uh, the other two. The team to watch out for – well, kind of did. I talked about them. Team to watch out for in the ACC, definitely North Carolina. Team to watch out for in um, the SEC is definitely Auburn and or Florida. Uh, I think those are the two teams that you just got to watch out that might sneak in, might you know get in. Uh, but those are my three college football playoff, like, guarantees almost. It's going to be – if I – if I had to bet, it's going to be those. Um, and then that fourth spot, you know, we talked about we talked about a few of them. So I think it's going to be an SEC squad if, let's say, Big Ten isn't allowed in, right? Let's get hypothetical here. Big Ten, not allowed in. Who are they going to go to? They're going to go to the SEC. Who do I think they're going to go to? It depends on how the season ends up turning out. Um, let's see if I can pull up. The good old SEC one more time here. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, so, if I'm thinking correctly, and if I'm thinking the way, you know, we all know how kind of college football rolls a little bit. You know, we all think about the good old, uh, the way they like to favorite the SEC a little bit, just a little bit. Um Trying to pull up, I'm trying to just pull up like the, the rankings for them, and like let's just be happy with it. Okay, got them. Okay, let me take a sip of this good old H two O, high quality H two O. Okay, so Alabama, Auburn, same side. Unless Auburn finishes with one loss, and their one loss either being to an undefeated Alabama team, or their one loss being to an SEC runner-up, two-loss Florida Gator team. And, like, you know, it's going to be between that Florida team or that Auburn team, in my opinion. 
right? For the net, let's say Big Ten's nowhere to be found. Uh, you know, the Big Twelve, unless Texas goes undefeated and loses to Oklahoma in national champ or in the Big Twelve championship, and they trade losses, right? They trade one, so Oklahoma wins the Red River rivalry, and Texas wins the Big Twelve championship. Let's just assume that happens, right? Then you might throw in the argument Texas should be in in front of Florida and or Auburn because Bama's undefeated and they're at two. Clemson's undefeated and they're at one. Oklahoma's in because they won Big 12 champ- – or Texas would be in because they win Big 12 championship and then Oklahoma's in because they are the next best team. Um, you know, they they have almost a clean slate because they – avenge their loss and all that you know all that talk comes in so in my opinion if i if i'm making a picture per or if i'm making this playoff 14 playoff it's gonna go this way in my opinion clemson one bama two number three will be oklahoma and number four and this is going to be a toss-up, depending. I mean, obviously, depending on a lot of things. Um, this is a without Big Ten um, being in at all. This is without that. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be Auburn. I think Auburn's going to sneak their way in. And the reason why I say that, the reason why I say that, and not Florida. Oh, well, never mind. I was looking at the absolute wrong schedule. I think it's going to be Florida because their schedule might be the easiest in the SEC. So they play Ole Miss, South Carolina, Texas A&M. And I think they win. I think they play LSU, and I think they beat LSU. I think they play all the way up to Georgia. I think they lose the – I think they might go undefeated, actually. The only team that might slip up might be their Georgia team. You know, you got to go into that kind of you know that's that's gonna be a tough that's gonna be a tougher game that fourth team is so up in the air you know the only let me let me check out you know let me check out the big 12 because i might want to put texas in you know because that sec might get a little shaky um i think bama comes out undefeated i think clemson comes out undefeated let me see what texas looks like um, they got Oklahoma coming up, and they got Oklahoma State. I think it's going to be that other Big 12 team. You know, if they come out with one loss, if Texas comes out with one loss, it'll be Texas. If Florida or Auburn come out with one loss, it's going to be them. No matter what Texas does, right? Unless Texas puts up 99 points every single week except for the Oklahoma week. And they, you know, unless it's too crazy not to let them in. But if we're being 100% honest, it's going to be Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, and then it's going to be Florida. Those are probably going to be your four without the Big Ten. Uh my my prediction, what I what I want to happen is definitely Texas get in over Florida. I I want them to trade one, and I want Texas in. Um, I I like Sam Ellinger a lot. I think that Texas squad deserves. I think Texas needs to come back. I think Hookham needs to be back. Um, but that's just me personally, you know. But prediction for the year, you can mark this one in. 
Clemson one, Bama two, Oklahoma three, and Florida Gators at four without the Big Ten. With the Big Ten, it'll be Clemson one, Bama two, Oklahoma three, and Ohio State four. I think they I think Ohio State runs that Big Ten this year. Uh I think if they come out undefeated, um, like a lot of people think they will, I think they might, eh, depending on how schedule looks, depending on what they go with, depending on where their games are scheduled, they might squeak out with one loss, if anything. Um, but Ohio State's going to run that run that uh, division, run that uh, conference this year. Um and that will be my Big Ten uh, thought. With Big Ten in, it's gonna be those. It's gonna be those four. You know, it's it's tough to go against those four, especially this year. Uh, you don't have a lot of those cross down showdown games like like Ohio State Oregon that was supposed to happen. You got Michigan Washington that didn't happen. Uh, the SEC always plays cupcake teams, so you can't even count that. Um, so without, I think it's gonna be those. I think Florida gets in at the four spot and my national champion in both years and in both instances is gonna be Clemson. Clemson will will win this one. Um Clemson's my national champion for the reason of Trevor Lawrence being the best player in college football, Travis Etienne being Top one or two running backs in college football, depending on how Chubba, Chubba Hubbard does. Um, I think I think those are my predictions for the year. Um, I think floor. I think if we go through all this, I think Clemson rolls over Florida. I think they dismantle Florida. I think between Oklahoma, Bama, Bama's obviously too big, uh, and I think Bama will end up beating, you know, Oklahoma bad. And I think Clemson's too fast. I think they're too good. I think Bama's great. I have high praise for Bama this year. I think they're winning the SEC outright. Like, it's definitely happening. But I think Clemson's just too good this year. So I'm going Clemson and Dabo Sweeney uh, in another rematch of Bama-Clemson. And then in my other one with the Big Ten, my prediction is going to be uh, Clemson... Another great matchup between Clemson and Ohio State. Uh, this one, I think Clemson ends up winning convincing, not convincingly, but by a score or two. Uh, and then on the other side, obviously, same thing. Bama ends up just being too good and too big. And I think Bama at Clemson, number one and number two, clash it out national championship. And I think the same thing happens as my first bracket. So those are my predictions for the uh the year if you will uh there's my national champion in Clemson now let's talk a little bit about our our Saturday slates baby here we go this is going to get into your uh score predictions and your butt teams of the week the best segment in all of college football podcast is coming up right now ready Let's buckle in. Here we go. Oklahoma State, Tulsa. I'm locking this one in. Uh, Oklahoma State. Um, we go down Cincinnati, Austin P. Your butt team of the week, 
your butt team of the week. If you've got a, this is what butt team of the week means. If you gotta bet your entire house and your entire life on one game, your butt team of the, this is guaranteed. They're just garbage. It's not happening. It's the Cincinnati Austin P game. Now I haven't looked at all of them, so right now that's where I'm going, and I'll explain why afterwards. But as of right now, that's my thing. Uh, Louisiana, Georgia State, Louisiana, Louisiana rolls. Uh, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Pitt rolls. Pitt rolls big. Notre Dame, South Florida, Ian Book bounces back. That running game staying strong. Notre Dame, big time. Uh, UCF, Georgia Tech, UCF. Week one, Georgia Tech. Week two for them. I got Georgia Tech on an upset. Uh, Georgia Tech. I think the freshman cleans some stuff up. Uh, I think he ends up playing well. Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims is that quarterback. Uh, Jeff Sims cleans it up. Plays well. Marshall, App State. App State, too good. They roll. Oh, well, never mind. Found it. Uh, Clemson, the Citadel. Like I said, Trevor Lawrence, way too good. Way too good. He rolls over the Citadel. Travis Etienne just walks all over him. Louisville, Miami. Tight game. Miami has to travel to Louisville. ACC game. Louisville played pretty darn good. Uh, You know... Malik Cunningham had three touchdowns last week, uh, but Miami's rushing game is the reason why they won big uh, last week as well to kick off the ACC. But this week, I'm going the U. I think the U rolls. I think that rushing game gets rolling. I think that passing game actually also starts to get rolling as well. Uh, North Carolina, Charlotte. I got North Carolina. Uh, Sam Howell cleans up his act a little bit. I think he throws a perfect game with no interceptions. Um, I think he has over 200 yards throwing. I think he has three touchdowns. I think he has zero interceptions. Uh, BYU Army. Will Army get their revenge against their uh, Navy squad? I think Army rolls over BYU. I think Army does great. And I think that is it for your Saturday slate. Now your butt team of the week. Now it's a close one, okay? I have a few in mind. North Carolina, Charlotte, Clemson, the Citadel, and UC Austin P. And let me explain. Let me explain all three. I'm not saying all three are your butt teams of the week, but, 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 uh, Cincinnati, they're coming in high expectations. Uh, Austin P has to travel to UC. UC, uh, probably winning the American. A couple people actually had them in their college football playoffs. If they win outright, if they win everything, I wouldn't be shocked to see a University of Cincinnati in a college football playoffs. Honestly, in my opinion, I wouldn't be shocked. But Austin P already played two games. Watch UC struggle a little bit early, but watch them get going. They lost their quarterback. Um, not sure um, exactly who's coming in for that man. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up right real quick while we think and talk about the rest uh clemson the citadel i don't have to actually explain that oh okay well did they lose their i guess they didn't lose their quarterback i thought they did i thought desmond ritter was gone okay they might have desmond ritter for another week i'm not too sure anymore actually at this point in time um trying to figure out at least something Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. 
Um, well, I'm just going to search this up now because I don't know. Is Desmond Ritter still at UC? Okay. Anyways, uh, no, it looks like he is, uh, he's here. No. All right. So Desmond Ritter comes back after a really good season. Um, he had a, uh, it's rushing. I went passing. There we go. He had a 2,164 yard season, 18 touchdowns. Uh, he had a 55% completion rating, which is not very good, but that's okay. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good, he's a good, uh, He's a good quarterback, and I think I think UC ends up riding him, riding ha- that high horse. Um, they're a running team last year. I think they continue to be a running team this year. Uh, watch UC play very, 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 very well uh, in that second half, at least. I think Austin P gives them a little bit of a struggle early on. Um, the Citadel, Clemson, obviously, no explanation, Clemson. Uh, and North Carolina, Charlotte, I think North Carolina and Sam Howell clean up their act from last week. I think they bounce back. And it's not even bouncing back. I just think they play 10 times better than what they did. Uh, so watch uh, North Carolina destroy, in my opinion, Charlotte. But your butt team of the week, if you got to bet your house and life on it, you know who you're betting on. The Citadel losing to Clemson, like 63-3. to That triple option, obviously, it's going to be a little tough for them to stop for like three drives, in my opinion. It's going to be just wait Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they roll. They roll big, and those are your butt. That's your butt team of the week, uh, and that is the way it's gotta end this week. Thank you for tuning in to Midwest Take. I'm your host Braden Hall, and we'll be back next week. Let's get it. Tune in next week, uh, and follow me on Instagram at Braden Hall dot 32 um that's brain hall dot 32 follow me on instagram uh twitter is brain hall 32 as well um and that's it for me uh midwest take this is brain hall and we're signing off for the day